Welcome to the Customer Experience Management Podcast, hosted by Anders Gustafsson and Carlos Velasco. In this episode, Carlos interviews some of the founders of the Ape Society, a project on the Cardano blockchain that focuses on art, community, ecosystem, and utility. Welcome everyone to the Customer Experience Management Podcast. This is Carlos Velasco. Uh, this is the final episode of the second season of the podcast. We have appreciated that all of you are uh, listening to our contents. Today, uh, we have a very special um, team as guests, you know, in, in, the, in the podcast. Um, given the interest that some of you have expressed on uh, NFTs, blockchain, I thought I would bring one of my favorite uh, uh, NFT projects on Cardano, um, so that you know more about what about the team behind it, what is their vision, what sort of things they're doing, and you know what can we expect in the future. So the Ape Society, for those of you who are not familiar with it, is a collection of 7,000 unique non-fungible tokens NFTs generated on the Cardano blockchain, and I think they have kind of like three core pillars, which is fantastic art, very well undeveloped art. The second one is community, um, as they describe in their website, is team-supported society and a community-run decentralized autonomous organization. And finally, uh, one of the things that I'm, I find particularly fascinating is that they're trying to create an ecosystem, an ecosystem where they can support builders, evangelists, and other people with creative ideas um, in this uh, space. And as I I have described them before, you know, I also think they're a decentralized economy-based reconfiguration of value. I think this is one of the things that they, they do. But with this being said, let me introduce uh, two of the members now. Uh, they're going to expand on, on, on them and also on the Ape Society. So welcome, guys. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, please, if you can start by telling a few words about yourselves and also the Ape Society. Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, start with myself. So uh, I'm I go under the pseudonym Panzerati. That comes from my love of uh, Panzeratis, which if you're not familiar, which is basically like a folded pizza and uh, basically trading Ponzi's, basically being a crypto trader. Um, nice. I fell in love with NFTs a year and a half, two years ago. I uh, saw a huge potential in it. I also uh, as of last year, I resigned, but used to teach at uh, two of Canada's, multiple of Canada's, but in the end, two of Canada's top uh, universities in entrepreneurship and teaching startups how to uh, how to grow a business, how to speak to people, all that good stuff. Uh, you should be very interested in this space as it is thriving. It's The growth numbers are absurd. Um, it's just cutting edge innovation. If you're not familiar with Web3, I highly suggest you educate yourself on it. This is where the world is going, as you see what's happening with things like Facebook and Google taking it taking over Web2. You'll see why Web3 is necessary and why what we're doing is so uh, so important. Um, yeah, I'll let uh, Cardman go from there. Yeah, so um, I'm Cardman. I'm another one of the founders of the Ape Society, and I got into crypto kind of more full-time a couple of years ago, but I've been following it for, for quite some time. Been I have a background in, in development, so I've been doing web development and also like design and, and branding for about a decade now. Um, you know, I saw that Web3 and 
just NFTs in general was an opportunity to kind of start new brands and start new new projects just from scratch. It's one of those opportunities that only comes around like every 20 years probably to get a chance to get into something right at the bottom in an accessible way. So I found it exciting and I think we're just at the beginning. That is, that, that is quite interesting. And, you know, like I, I really see some of the elements of entrepreneurship and branding uh, in the Ape Society, the, the project that you founded. Uh, it, it's brilliant, you know, like the, the branding strategy of the Ape Society. I think that is quite quite brilliant. And, of course, not to mention the, the whole uh, organization, economical organization of the society in itself that I imagine builds also some of these entrepreneurship um, insights that you have acquired, Ponsilati. Uh, so it's interesting that you say that without seeing what uh, we've been working on. <laughs> You're yeah. A pleasant surprise, my friend. A very pleasant surprise. I, 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 you know, like I think one of the things that I would like to highlight of the the Ape Society is precisely that. You know, you really manage very well this tension between quick rewards, surprise, and long term plans, such that people actually keep engaged. You know, and 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 there is a lot of stuff going on. Like there is always something going on, which is quite interesting. So well, I. I that's very key in NFTs when you try to understand the the buyer's mindset, so to speak. Um, uh, many degen plays, for example, or degenerate plays, and a lot of people still keep that mentality. So you've always got to be giving something. There's that uh, the meme quote, uh, "When, right? When moon?" And that really that really applies. So it's a it's a fine balance between like being like a moon boy project and a legit business, right? And we're trying to find that fine line. And I think you're doing it quite well. Um, let's get into those details in a moment. Before before we actually start, you know, like one of the things that I, I would like you to describe maybe in a few words is uh, this is in particular for some of the listeners that might not necessarily be familiar with blockchain, NFTs, uh, maybe DAOs and, and so on. So what what is this about in your words and what is their potential? In terms of DAOs? I would say in general, you know, so so how would you define, you know, a blockchain for a person that doesn't know what blockchain is? What What is an NFT, you know, and what are what is the role of DAOs in this space? I'll speak to DAOs. Uh, basically, in my vision, the next generation of business, right? Like if Web3 is the next generation of the Internet, that's where DAOs fit in, completely decentralized, no corrupt central authority, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where I really see this going. And that's where my passion comes in here is to be at the forefront, the bottom, as Cardman had said, of something special, in my opinion. So basically what a DAO is, it's a decentralized autonomous organization. And like I said, there's no central authority just guiding it. It's it's a community effort. And Ours was somewhat decentralized, but really not because we were kind of running it. And as of yesterday, a vote, a major vote passed where now we're passing it off to the community. And some of the comments that I'm seeing in Discord are very exciting with the various ideas that people have. Um, so we're going to be electing a committee and they'll be helping run the DAO. And then it's we're about to transition it over. And it's it's really exciting. That is super interesting. And how do you feel about it? I mean, I guess that's kind of like what you're putting your your 
your kind of like vision, right? But but how do you feel about the whole thing of passive? I feel, I feel really good because this was always our vision. Um, our goal, I think, I could be remembering wrong. I think it was by the end of the year to do this. So it's happening sooner than expected. So we're able to focus more on what we're doing and the community can focus on that aspect. And we've attracted a specific type of investor and this was on purpose. It's just, it feels really cool to say this out loud. Like we have a more sophisticated and more intellectual investor in this project. And I think you can speak to that as well. Um, just spending a little bit of time in Discord, and you'll see that versus other projects. Well, what's the floor, which is the cheapest price for our NFTs, for those that don't know, um, or whatever phrase you want to put there. It's more a, co a collective of very smart individuals who are just eh, trying to push the boundaries in all ways. It's, it feels amazing to be a part of. Even if I wasn't one of the founders, I would say that. It's just it's really cool to be in this community. How do you explain the sort of people that you attracted? Because that's something that I have found particularly intriguing. You know, the EPS Society really has attracted very interesting people. Uh, not to say, you know, that I'm part of it as well. Yeah. But, but I have seen many people that are just super interesting, you know. I think, it, one, it comes down to the art, which obviously attracts a certain personality, right? Like, it's very sophisticated. It's... It's unique. Like it, it really like we've said multiple times, we got the inspiration from the Cardano roadmap. And so that itself is attracting a certain type of individual. But then you get what you put out there. Right. And I like to think our team fits that uh, fits that description, so to speak. And the way we speak and the, the ideas we put out there and we really try to try to attract what to what we want and that's working right i i would uh, say that that it is uh, so let, let's for, for let's say for the, the unfamiliar uh, listener let's put it straight what is the ape society in your own your own words i'll let cardman answer that one um so i guess you know to to go back a little bit to, in your previous question to help answer is like if you're not familiar with blockchains and NFTs in general, mm -hmm. is like, you know, think about how, you know, if you use something like Apple Pay or Google Pay, how seamless the transaction is of your money and how easy it is. So it's it's kind of like that, except you're getting rid of Google, you're getting rid of Apple. So nobody's taking a percentage of your money every time you send something. Nobody's telling you you can or can't send your money. Basically, you have ownership of, of your own property. And what the blockchain does is it allows you to, whether it's money or something else that you have on the chain, it allows you to take full ownership of it. So no one can really take it from you or say you can't do that or, or, um, or, or like turn it off or whatever it is. So, um, Yeah, so NFTs is kind of a community version of that, where when a certain amount of NFTs are minted in a collection, that's it, and that's final. And no matter what happens to the founders, no matter what happens to the other people that hold the NFT, if you, the NFT is in your wallet, it's yours, and you can do whatever you want with it. And it becomes kind of a ticket that you can that you can bring anywhere and apply in different contexts. So, um, you know, what's happening is that NFTs are becoming kind of people can identify with a certain NFT and they're becoming communities that are growing 
within themselves. And it's not only what the people that made the NFT do, but also the community. It's kind of a collective effort between the founders and the people that are their holders of the NFT. So um, I guess the Ape Society, in, in our words, is kind of an extension of that. But um, kind of what we wanted to do was take what was done by a lot of NFT projects and do it in a slightly different way, where instead of, you know, focusing just on floor price or making it all about memes and stuff like that, we kind of try to take a more sophisticated approach that is a little bit like forward thinking. So we have our art and uh, we also created a kind of class structure within the society where people can have different jobs, different families. And our goal is to, is that as time moves on, people can use the NFT as part of their digital identity. So instead of having to use your name, which, you know, if you're just one person in some, some part of the world, if somebody's completely across the world, that doesn't necessarily mean anything to them. But if you have a certain profile picture NFT, people can recognize that brand. They can see the, the photo and depending on what kind of art or brand you choose, people can learn about you rather than just seeing a random face. And um, we're trying to create that brand so that people who identify with it can use it as their identity moving forward. As their digital identity, right? That's that's super interesting, and 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 you can actually see that quite quite a lot. You know, like people take some of their their apes, their NFTs, and they build a whole world around them, uh, even communities inside the community, which is quite intriguing. Um, but so considering this, you know, I I have seen that some people have called you like a metaverse, but I have also seen some of your uh, team members saying. We're not necessarily a metaverse. We're building the most bullish Web3 economy on Cardano. What do you mean by that? Um, so I guess, well, I, when people see, say metaverse, they're often, they're often associating with like something you can walk around and run around in. And we have an upcoming feature in our cabins in which there is going to be a 3D representation of kind of what's going on. And you can go in your cabin and put furniture and, and NFTs on the wall and things like that. But we're not a metaverse in the sense that you're not going to have complete freedom to build whatever you want or walk around in a city and things like that. Basically, we're creating... Instead, we're creating an economy that combines DeFi and NFTs. And um, without going into full detail, uh, a certain class in the society will be able to build furniture and, and products for the cabins that others in the society can buy with our token. And basically, it creates an economy of trading back and forth um, and some other surprises to come along the way. Um, that, 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 you know, creates something engaging for our community members to do and offers a way for people to provide different services to one another within our ecosystem. Which is something that, that you can already see, you know, like in the process of developing this economy, you have been creating some communications uh, along the way, you know, starting kind of like setting up the expectations of what is coming and people are already making plans you know and calculations of how the the economy is going to work 
how they're going to benefit from it and, and so on, which I guess it's one of the factors that explains why you have reached, reached a volume of approximately 13.7 million ADA in, uh, in the CNFT space, Cardano NFT space. How do you explain this success? You know, I think you have mentioned some of the things and I, I already mentioned one of them, but if you had to kind of like abstract yourselves for a second and wonder let's say there are other NFT projects starting uh, and you would have to give them an advice. What is that that may have made you successful up until this point that you could share with others? For me, the most straightforward thing would be be different, right? Mm -hmm. Like, sure, they're apes, but they're apes that are very different. And then it goes so much further than the art. So you've got a fantastic idea in this Web3 economy Nobody is doing what we're doing. I know there's not there's there's enough info out for people to make educated decisions, but the vast majority of the info is not out. People can't experience it yet, so it's hard to envision for some folks. But there are people that love being early, and those are generally the people that feast in crypto and blockchain, right? And we we got lucky in the sense that we were able to attract with a plan, because like I told you earlier, you get what you give attract a very dedicated base who then in turn attracted more amazing people and it just kept repeating from there and it's a simple that's the most simple explanation that I could give and I, th I think that makes sense I'm sure if you have anything to add to that Cartman yeah I agree with that especially the the being unique part we we created something that you know in some aspects people had never seen before. Um, and I think that's key to starting something new is like, it doesn't have to be completely, like completely something that's unfamiliar, but you need something that people are like, whoa, this is hmm. different. And that, that, that brings attention and that brings an entry. And I think, I mean, I, I don't know how, I mean, I guess you, you have mentioned a few of the things that you think make you different, but uh, me being as an, as an academic, you know, I, I have some thoughts on it and I would like to share them with you just to, to see what you think. But it seems to me that the Ape Society builds a lot in gamification, also perhaps game theory and behavioral economics. You really have a very interesting reward system, you know, what we were talking about, this tension between quick rewards and a long-term plan that keeps people engaged. I think you have created a system that actually works for that, but I'm not sure what's your take on it. Yeah, I mean, it, it starts from the beginning, you know, where we we ha were probably like the first project that was doing different tiers of rarity and, and splitting them up into class classes like we did. So, you know, it goes from craftsmen, artists, all the way up to nobles. We have 35 families. Families get different rewards depending on um, staking rewards, depending on what class they're in. Uh, we have the each ape has their own name. You know, everything about the system and whether it's involving the token or not has an element of, um, uh, of uniqueness and and kind of game theory to it where it's like where in the society do you want to be and how does mm -hmm. and what combination of apes do you want to get and how does that make you relate to others in the society so um yeah it's really interesting how it's played out were you going to add something to it uh, Ponsilati? 
No, I, I totally agree. And if anything, what this is also doing with new investors is it's making it's increasing their research skills because you should, this isn't just a simple ape-in project. You are, you have to actually learn. And you'll notice in our Discord every day we'll have people, new folks, just coming in and asking very specific questions. And you can tell they might have got a little stuck on, uh, like, a detail, and then the community helps them out. Um, but that's something – so that with this complexity comes a challenge, right? Um, NFTs are so new, and people are just used to – jumping into a project that really the roadmap is so so they don't have grand plans and so they don't really have to think they just see the art oh, i like this let me ape in with this you actually have to think and i like the idea that it pushes people to become better and i think that really reflects within our community i've seen we've only been around for a few months and i've witnessed people growing it's it's a really cool feeling to be a part of that I mean, I just speak from from my own personal experience. You know, I started, uh, I joined the Age Society thinking that it was a very uh, interesting project. And I wouldn't even, you know, I couldn't anticipate that since the moment that I joined the Age Society up until now, I'm suddenly up to 3,000 followers on Twitter, you know, just, <laughs> just, just for being in the community, you know, and just for contributing and being part of the discussion. I totally agree with what you're saying, that there is some, some level of investment. You know, if you're part of this society, you actually have to get a little bit invested, you know, to understand what is going on. Um, and in a way, I feel that your communications manage to take that complexity and summarize it in very easy to understand ways, you know, with your roadmap and your communications, which I, I don't know if you agree with me, but sometimes it's also about that, you know, it's really trying to, create a good communication about the complexity that is behind the project. Yeah, it's something that I personally think about all the time in terms of marketing and attracting new folks, because I think there's a large amount, a large amount rather, of people that are buying Cardano NFTs that are not into the Ape Society yet because of that complexity and because they can't really wrap their mind around what's going on yet. And that's something that keeps me up at night. And I think we have the solution to it it's going to take a little bit of time but yeah absolutely i agree yeah that's that's uh, yeah very, very well put um i have a question that might come as a little bit uh, uh strange i guess because we don't talk much about it in in the in blockchain space or the cnft space uh, at least as um, as uh, as it is about projects but what do you think are the ethical considerations when managing an nft project like the ape society That's a that's an interesting question. Um, yeah. I think that you know, you you kind of just you, you can't control everything. You know, the market kind of acts on its own, and like in terms of the overall crypto market. But you know, it, people are investing in the project, so you know, people are putting money <laughs> out there. So you know, you have to give things your best faith effort and be transparent i think that's the most important thing um about ethics you know it's a new it's a new field and you know you're not going to do everything perfectly everybody's kind of just trying to figure things out you know working hard trying to figure things out but you know you gotta make sure that if you make a mistake you own up to it 
you're you're transparent with your community you're giving your best and you know i i think that's the most important thing and you can't mislead people as well you know you can't promise the world and not deliver it so and you know i think that's going to happen to a, a lot of projects where they promise a lot and maybe aren't able to deliver it but and it's not even always going to be their fault because it is a new technology and maybe things mm-hmm. didn't work out as they anticipated but you know it's just about being tra- being honest and keeping your your holders updated and letting them know hey we're struggling with this or hey this is going well because you know i think everybody knows on this journey that it is experimenting and it is not something that's risk free so people are understanding that they're taking a risk alongside the team to to join the community and uh yeah and I, I think that's that's interesting. Like, I, basically, I can summarize what you just said in in honesty and accountability in one way or another, right? Yeah, and that yeah. mindset comes from our own personal journey. Like, we started as friends trading crypto and NFTs and going in and out of oh, probably hundred, definitely hundreds of projects and experiencing the best and the worst, more of the more of the worst. And that's where I think that comes from, right? Um, just being open and honest. You'll see that I, pro- I probably have the highest level in our Discord, always trying to engage people and make sure they feel listened to. I do my best. I'm only a human being at the end of the day, but uh, we, we try our best. And that's all I think people and ourselves can ask of ourselves, right? And we are honest people, and that hopefully reflects in our work. And reflecting the engagement of the community, which, you know, I've been surprised being in your Discord that even people that ask the same question for the 100th time, you know, you're still there going with them through the process and, you know, giving them the resources so, so they can kind of like navigate the, 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 the whole system. So, uh, yeah, that's, that, that I agree with. Um, you were mentioning that you started as crypto traders, you know, friends being that. But what's the story behind the Ape Society? If you can tell us a little bit about it. How did you actually, I mean, what inspired you to create this project? How did it uh, come along? Uh, well, I guess we, we kind of met a while back in a, in a separate server and we were trading, you know, both main coins and looking for, I guess, big gains on, on like micro caps <laughs> and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we were always interested in, we were always right at the beginning of a lot of projects where even in like the beginning of last year, like we'd be right there where the, when the pre-sale was happening. So it was always exciting to, to see a project take off and to communicate with the founders. And, mm-hmm. uh, when NFTs came along where we were kind of thought like, you know, we could potentially, do a good job at at creating a project because you know one thing that we saw with a lot of founders is they lacked communication skills sometimes or really <laughs> that we felt like we should do a little bit better in terms of the the art quality and direction in terms of the branding so we were like maybe we can create something cool and we were just brainstorming and and eventually you know came upon the idea of of the apes when it involved uh cardano and the the kind of sophistication of the roadmap and kind of bringing from that renaissance era and we chose apes because you know people hate on the ape projects a lot but 
if you look at each blockchain, you know, the top project on each blockchain usually is an eight project. And people say, oh, it's easy to launch an eight project. But when you do that, you're actually kind of aiming for the top. So like if you're coming out with that, let's say you're competing with the with the best other projects. Like yeah. if you launch an eight project on it's like going and you know, I'm gonna go play in Wimbledon. Wimbledon <laughs> or how you say it. You know, you're you're going and and going against the best projects. You're not like picking a niche. So it's it's a lot harder than people think to, to launch a project like that and keep and sustain it. And uh we thought we could compete with the best and uh we're still working at it, but we think we're doing a pretty good job so far. Yeah, no, that, that that I I didn't know the 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 background story. That's quite interesting, and it, it's all you know from a from a uh, the perspective of studying human behavior. It's quite interesting that actually apes, you know, as a symbol, become like this uh, reference point of different blockchains, uh, and and in other contexts as well. You know that it's something that comes up quite frequently. Ponsirati, this is a question for you. Uh, you said that you come from the entrepreneurship world as well. What is the difference mm -hmm. between setting up a project like the Ape Society versus a regular startup? That's a good question. Um, I mean, is it more demanding, you know, to do a CNFT no, project it, or or what? I mean, what do you, how do you describe them? I approach yeah. it almost. I approach it almost identically, right? Um, I view them both as businesses. You, it's all about setting up processes and delegating and getting out there. The major difference with blockchain and NFTs is community and community management. For those that are outside of this, they hear this, what they might think is a buzzword, community, a billion times. I think it's probably been said on this podcast about 300 times, right? But I can't tell you how important it is. It is your most powerful marketing tool. It is, it, it's the foundation of your entire project. It's everything. You can't sleep on that. Um, in terms of the differences, there's very little difference, to be very honest with you. It, they both require a ton of work. Like when I was starting startups, there was, and I probably will again one day, there's, there's no sleep. <laughs> and if you saw me in the first few months of this, and even now some many days, there's no sleep. It's very little, but something I am working on personally, because sleep is extremely important, as you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. They're very, very similar, though. And I think the, the you know the community from from the perspective of value is like what is value in the end and is what what people agree that has value right. So if you have that's the a, right that's a question, like I think about daily, I think yeah. about daily because I will see projects on Cardano or on other chains that are just killing it, and I look at what they're actually doing and it it confuses the hell out of me yeah. <laughs> as to how they're, how they're being so successful and then. It, just check out their Discord. They just have a good community, and that's, that's literally their only recipe for success. So that alone can carry a project. How far we don't know. I don't think it can take them. I don't think it has that much longevity. I think you have to have some substance, but that is the most critical ingredient by far. Yeah, but I would say you know from my little experience with this space, I would say that you need a, an excellent product. But what mm -hmm. drives the value of it is the community that you have behind it. If they agree that it has value, it will have value. That's it. But you have to have a, yeah. 
Yeah, but and the interesting thing I think on you is that you you know like in a way this is my interpretation of course, but what I see mm-hmm. is this is like an excellent product with a very strong community and an incentive structure system, you know, that supports the constant involvement of the communities for creating value. So Yes, yeah, and you'll notice that I work on this thing 15 to 18 hours a day and so do my co-founders. Like I understand how lucky I am to be in this position with them. And I view it like a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? Like I have outside of crypto businesses and they're very successful due to a lot of work, some luck, I guess, but I approach this the exact same way and I believe in making the most of it and I see the potential in it and yeah, you just, it's just a grind, right? And I can definitely see uh, see that on Discord. You know, it seems to me that it doesn't matter if I wake up at four in the morning or if I, you know, p- connect at one in the uh, lunchtime, you know, or whatever. There will always mm-hmm. be one of you, which I always wonder, like, <laughs> when do they sleep, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is very little. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that. Um but no, this is so. So now that we're talking about Discord, so what what would be a good way for people to learn about you? I mean, you have the website, the Ape Society uh, dot uh, io, if I remember correctly. Dot io, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a very good question. Uh, the best way to, would be to just join Discord and talk to the community, right? Like, it's going to be a more customized approach, especially if this podcast is going towards people that are not in blockchain per se and they're new to all of this, joining a community like the Ape Society in Discord, you'll, they'll cater to you, right? Like, we will teach you everything you need to know. And with the best intentions at heart, we want you to win as well. And, like, everyone in the community has that mindset. It's not just a, oh, I want to pump my bags type situation. It's they want you to learn, and they want you to do better. That's a, a great advice. So uh, for anyone that is listening, Discord is a very good way to, to connect with the, the community of the Ape Society. They also are on Twitter if you want to follow some of their updates uh, on the community engagement. Uh, I have, okay, we're reaching out the end of the podcast. I think this has been very informative and, and very nice, but I still have three to four questions that I would like to ask you, uh, guys. Uh, the first two questions of that is, the first one is, what do you see as the short and midterm future of the Ape Society? And I will put together the second question there, which is, where is this going? You know, if we think from now to, I don't know, 5, 10, 20 years, 30 years, what, what is your vision? Well, um, in the short term, we have, I guess, our roadmap that we're going to be delivering on. We have staking, we have our, I mean, it depends on how long you consider short term, but we have, we have our <laughs> cabins, we have our marketplace, furniture building, uh, things like that. But, um, you know, there's, there's also, and this kind of answers both questions to you, but there's also a, a, on Cardano, there's a fork coming up, which means it's a big change in the, in the code. And what that, what that's going to do is allow for a lot of new, applications to come onto the blockchain and you know what we kind of want to do is grow with the network and as as it grows as more opportunities present themselves then that's where we'll be and uh you know in the midterm on our on our roadmap we also have landmarks coming out which is going to be different 
you know, I can't say too much, but different different things that are the different series of things. We have a list of things that are going to come out over the next year or so that are each going to have their own function and use case within our ecosystem. So we have some of them plan, planned out and a lot of them planned out and we're ready to kind of bring that to the market. We're really excited to see what you guys think about them. And that's kind of our most bullish thing coming up. And I guess long term. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go, go, go. I'm going to go short term after you. Okay. I was going to say long term. I think it's continuing to adapt with the space. And, you know, just like there's a fork coming up, you kind of, we, we want to be wherever the action is because the beautiful thing about NFTs is that they follow you anywhere. You know, they, they're not stuck in a certain system. So, like, if you, for example, like, you know, it's going to, there's a lot of talk about NFTs and games. And if you have, like, a red bandana in um, Call of Duty 4 or whatever, like, that's stuck in that game. But with an NFT, no matter what comes out, you can put that NFT in that new place. So if in a few years, you know, we're all living in some sort of, digital super metaverse like we can bring our apes and bring versions of those apes into that metaverse if 10 years after that like we're all code like we can bring our our apes into that whatever comes along we can adapt and you know it's hard to predict where the blockchain is going to go but we can move to any location it does which is which is pretty exciting which i would imagine that yeah, please, please. Just to add to short term, I would personally, I would love to be known as a project that helped Cardano grow in terms of volume and the community, et cetera, et cetera. So you'll notice in the last couple of weeks, I've been asking publicly a lot of tough questions that some people don't like, but the majority does. And these are questions not to create conflict, but to create conversation because at the moment things are stagnant and that's not acceptable to me and it shouldn't be acceptable to the community and there are answers out there we just need to find them and we need to work as a community outside of the ape society as well and solve these issues and with the DAO going towards the community and the ideas that i've seen for various proposals in order to help this i want to be known as the project that helped cardano grow and kind of fix this issue so to speak one of the things that I think it's uh, admirable from the of the Ape Society is well that uh, basically what you just said, you know, is you're you're not only thinking about the development of the project itself, but also how it can its development and its community can contribute to the broader development of Cardano. But I guess the the natural question that would follow here for the uh, non naive audience, I guess, is why Cardano? Well, we felt like why Cardano? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I think you have a better answer. Go ahead. Well, the first thing would be you're early, right? Like this ecosystem is much younger than others. The second one would be security. You don't have to go around worrying that your wallet's going to be drained or hacked, et cetera, et cetera. And two and three, rather, the community. The community is very, very it's great. They're and they foster knowledge and learning and it's just a great place to be. Just check out Twitter and you'll see what I mean. Or our Discord. Or any Discord for them. Well, not any, but many Discords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense, you know, and also I, I kind of like from Cardano also like that it's very science-based in a way. Uh, yes. And it has a very social orientation, if you ask me, you know, it's it's inclusive. Yes. It really thinks about, you know, the world at large, uh, which is kind of nice. Um, okay, so to, to wrap up the questions about the future of the Ape Society, I have a, a, just a, a little reflection and is that, you know, we have had some podcasts about mixed reality experiences, as we call them, which is, you know, our experiences have been digitized since years back and they're becoming more and more digital. So that means that what you were saying, you know, looking toward the future, you can imagine that in these digital spaces that we will be, we can carry our NFTs, they can serve a purpose there, they can help us uh, differentiate our identity. This is something that is super exciting in a way, I guess, uh, for you guys, because it's like a fertile area for development. We don't know how it's going to be necessarily. So there might be lots of things coming that we don't know that will be super exciting and you want to be there. But at the same time, it might, might, might be a little bit scary, you know, because you don't know what it's going to be like. So how do you prepare for that? You know, I, I think it's having doing constant research and communication. We have our, you know, server of just us and we're always talking about new projects. You know, we're on the, cutting edge like we're monitoring all the other big nft projects we monitor all the coins all the new blockchains coming out we're not just stuck in mm -hmm. our little um bubble like we go everywhere and see what's going on so if something's coming out we we know months in advance and we're trying to figure out oh is this something we can take advantage of or is this something we'll be part of and we just got to stay on top of that and that's a huge advantage for our team. Like, and that doesn't feel like work to us. That's something we've been doing for a long time. It's just, it's a passion. We've, we all find it very fun and interesting. And it's hours and hours a day of reading and watching videos, but it's, it's rewarding. I don't know. There's something about it that we just love. Okay. And I guess, again, that's reflected in sort of what happens with the Ape Society. You, you kind of like have a contagious, you know, a, a passion for, for the space. So that's, that's nice. All right. So my final question, guys, for you. And of course, if you want to add anything else, uh, you can, but, um, my final question is, there are many people that listen to us that are either students, you know, that are, are in business schools or people that are in companies working, you know, in particular in uh, everything that is related to designing experiences through different means, including blockchain. So from what you have learned from the Ape Society, what would you tell a person that is in the blockchain business, you know, or in the NFT business or somebody that is practicing things that are similar to what you are doing? Um, my big thing would be maybe don't like neglect the brand and the, the art and how that makes people feel. You know, the blockchain, even if you're doing something extremely like not NFTs, it's something extremely technical, something extremely on the back end, whatever it is, what people see when they go onto their computer and they're looking at the imagery or the text or whatever it is, um, it's really important. It gives them a, a sense of whether they can trust the product, you know, how how they want to interact, whether they want to participate in the community. And, you know, 
be very careful when creating something and really put effort into how you think it's going to make people feel. Yeah, don't half-ass it. Like, go all out, take risks, and calculated risks. Let me put an asterisk there. Um, be different, like I said earlier. That's so important. Like, we don't want to make this just a derivatives market and just the same thing over and over. Like, be different and work to your strengths. Like, think about why are you different? What makes you different as a human being? And really let that reflect in your work. Um, because there's there's enough copies out there, enough copycats, and it's not something I'm interested in. And there's many people that agree with me. And and yeah, and put the work in. That's something huge. Like there were there were so many times where we were in projects that were on paper amazing, and then you wouldn't see the dev in Discord for three four days, and you're wondering if you got rugged, which is hmm. scammed for people that are not in uh, crypto. Um, so yeah, that would be my best advice. I think that's a, a very good one. One of the things that is difficult to kind of like get past uh, uh, throughout the beginning of being in any NFT space is trying to detect the signal in the noise, right? So I guess one of the ways to make the signal clear is by attaching to what you guys are saying, which is a way to differentiate. Okay, no, this has been uh, very interesting. Uh, thank you very much both for your time. I, I'm not sure if you would like to add anything else or or or, or if not, uh, maybe you can share your Twitter accounts uh, for the interested listener that might want to follow you um, and then we can finish with that. Yeah, my Twitter is Ponzerati, so Ponzi, P-O, and then Rati, R-A. Um, if you're listening to this and you keep hearing about NFTs and crypto and you just haven't made the jump because you got blocked on something that you just couldn't understand or wrap your mind around, join our join our Discord. Have a conversation with some folks. They're, they're extremely welcoming and love to speak to new people who are new to all of this. Don't be afraid. Educate yourself before it's too late because this is where the world is going, whether you want to accept it or not. And Web3 is where the internet is going. Look at uh, the uprising against these social media companies. That's It's justified. It's warranted. And there is a solution in the works. Just be early and you'll be happy you did. Yeah, I think that sums it up. If you want to follow me as well, I'm the real card man on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is not as exciting, but give me a follow. <laughs> All right, then that's uh, that's very nice. Please uh, go and check their uh, Twitter accounts. Go and check the Discord. Uh, very, very welcoming people, as Sponsorati was saying. Uh, very willing to engage with you and, and go through any questions that you might have. So thank you very much for being in the podcast. Uh, with this, uh, we can conclude it. Uh, and yeah, I wish you the best of luck with what is coming for the Ape Society. Thank you so much. Great job on this uh, podcast. I'll be listening to other episodes as well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you.